وَوَصَّى Ibrahim. Next ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَوَصَّى And he enjoined. وَصَّى is from the root letters, وَوَصَّى وَوَصَّى Have you heard of the word وَصِيَّة? وَصِيَّة, maybe? Okay. وَصِيَّة is basically final will. Do you know about the final will? Hmm? Okay. Have you ever seen on TV... A guy is dying. He's almost about to die. And then he says these like very important words to the people around him. Hmm? Like for example, make sure you do this and make sure you do that and go give this to somebody and go give that to somebody and take care of my children, etc., etc. Right? That is a wasiya. Wasiya is an important, write this down, an important instruction, an important instruction that is given with regards to one's property or family or work or anything else that's important to a person. So an important instruction with regards to a person's property or what is valuable to him at the time of death. Okay? At the time of death. Now, it's given with a lot of emphasis, which means that, you know, a person says this over and over and over and over again. Alright, so this is a wasiya. And wasiya also, remember that yes, it's given at the time of death, but it's not limited to what is given at the time of death. It could also be throughout a person's life. You know, for example, some people, they keep saying, when I die, this house is going to go to that person. And then the next year, the same thing. And then the year after, they say the same thing. And then in their final will also, they write the same thing. So, wasiya is an important instruction that is given with a lot of emphasis. It's given over and over again. So, وَوَصَّى بِهَا Ibrahim Ibrahim السلام, he instructed his children with the same thing. With what? What is the same thing referring to? His way, his millah. What was the religion of Ibrahim السلام, of Submitting to the Lord of the worlds. So he lived like that. He submitted to Allah. And he told his children also, throughout his life, that you should submit to Allah alone. Throughout his life, and even at the time of his death, he told his children that you should worship Allah alone. وَوَصَّى بِهَا إِبْرَاهِيمُ بَنِيهِ Bani is the plural of the word Ibn. Now, many of you are young over here. You may have experienced that sometimes your parents nag you about certain things. Can you give me some examples? Typical things they nag you about. Clean your room in the morning. Make your bed as you step out of the room. Did you make your bed? Okay, and then as they're passing by, your room is very messy. The moment you sit down in front of the TV, did you clean your room? Right? The moment you go outside with the ball, hey, did you clean your room? So you're asked over and over again to clean your room. For example, why? Why do your parents nag you to clean your room? Because cleanliness is important to them. I'm a mom, okay? And I only tell my children to clean up because I like stuff to be clean. And I know that if cleanliness was not important to me, I wouldn't tell them to be clean. Right? I wouldn't. I tell them over and over because I like it. I like things to be clean. I like things to be in their proper places. So that's why I tell my children not once, but again and again. I like it. Okay. Anything else to nag you about? 
homework mm. again and again the moment they pick you up from school you sit in the car did you get any homework today and then sometimes what happens is that all day all night they don't ask you and as they're dropping you to school did you do your homework no why how many times do i have to tell you and then you know a new episode so why do they ask you to do your homework because your success is important to them right they want you to succeed at school so this is why they tell you to do your homework and they don't just tell you once but they tell you over and over last thing one more example do you have a test okay so something to do with homework or school school work exams etc one more example yes okay so if they leave you at home right they'll give you some instructions don't answer the door or if you're going somewhere don't look at anybody and then they keep telling you again and again does anyone's mom tell them to pray like 50 times you're like i prayed mom did you pray I just told you I prayed. Right? Where did you pray? And then you have to prove it to them. Right? You have to prove it to them. Hmm? Oh my god. And if they don't believe you then they make you do it over. Allahu akbar. Okay, the reason why I'm asking you about this is because parents do nag their children. This is a reality. They do tell their children, they instruct their children not once but over and over and over again all right and every parent you know has different dreams for their child a different vision for their child like for example yesterday i don't know if you were here for the khutbah but ustad farhan abdul aziz was here from the states and he's a doctor actually so somebody asked him that so like what happened like how did you become a doctor he said like, oh my mom wanted me to be a doctor so i just went to med school I'm like really your mom just wanted you to be a doctor so you just went to med school right you studied all those years just because your mom said you should be a doctor he's like yeah he did parents you know they have a certain dream for you goal for you they want you to become something they want you to achieve something so they they work with you they strive with you you know, for example if you are memorizing the quran you're not the only one who's working very hard you know who's working very hard with you your mom or your dad along with your teacher if you're coming here every saturday who's bringing you your parents right somebody is even if your sister or brother is who's waking you up in the morning for an hour literally screaming at the top of your head get up get up get up you'll be late you'll be late you'll be late why because they want you to get somewhere they want you to accomplish something they bribe you with tim hortons or popeyes or whatever because they want you to get something now ibrahim alayhi salam what did he tell his children to do what did he want for his children over and over what was the message that he hammered throughout his life that you should worship allah alone you should submit to allah alone you should become allah's servants wa wasa biha ibrahim banihi throughout his life he enjoined the same thing at the time of his death he gave the same instruction and his sons 
What did they do? وَيَعْقُوبُ And also Yaqub who is the grandson of Ibrahim he did the same thing at the time of his death. He said, يَا بَنِيَّ Oh my sons, إِنَّ اللَّهَ اصْطَفَى لَكُمُ الدِّينَ Indeed, Allah has chosen the deen for you. Allah has chosen this religion for you. Same word, istafa, صَادْفَى وَاو فَلَا So don't you dare die إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Except that you are in a state of surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ is from meme wa mouth is death. And you see this word, تَمُوتُنَّ The noon at the end, it means definitely. It's for emphasis. So لَا Don't die at all. Don't you dare. This is what this noon mushaddad means. So don't let death Come to you, إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Except that you all are Muslimun. Muslimun is a plural of Muslim. Who is Muslim? One who has surrendered to Allah. Ibrahim was a surrendered servant himself. And he showed his children how to live a life of submission. But he didn't just show them, he also told them. He told them and he showed them, both of them. What happens? Many times that, you know, sometimes your parents, they tell you, pray, 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 but they're not praying themselves. They tell you, read Qur'an, read Qur'an, but they're not reading Qur'an themselves. So like you're telling me to do everything and you're doing nothing yourself. But we see that Ibrahim salam was a Muslim himself and he told his children to be Muslim. Yaqub salam was a Muslim himself and he told his children to be Muslim. And look at what they said. Allah has chosen the deen for you. What does the word deen mean? Deen is from the root letters, dalyanun, right? And deen basically means two things. Remember these two meanings. Firstly, it means amal. Amal as an action. Work. And secondly, deen means recompense. Now in this life, in this life, what is deen? Your religion. Right? When you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means what? That you gotta work. You gotta put in some effort. You have to wake up in the morning. You have to strive hard. Right? So, in this life there is work, and in the hereafter, there is recompense. So, they said that Allah has chosen the deen for you, meaning Islam for you. And the second thing, فَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Do not die except that you are Muslim. What does it mean by this? That as the angel of death comes to you, that you should be a Muslim at that time? What does that mean? You shouldn't die until you submit to Allah. How do you make sure you do that? For example, let's say somebody says, I want to make sure I visit Jerusalem before I die. For example. I want to make sure I visit Jerusalem before I die. Because it is one of the three holy places that we have been encouraged to travel to and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over there. So a person says, you know what, I've been to Mecca, I've been to Medina, now I really want to go to Jerusalem. So what does that mean? They wait until they're like 68? What does it mean? Until they're 68 before they get their tickets to Jerusalem? What does it mean? If it's their dream... And they do it ASAP. They don't delay. They don't delay till tomorrow. When Ibrahim salam is telling them, or Yaqub salam is telling his children, لا تموتون إلا وأنتم مسلمون. What they mean is don't delay. 
live a life of submission. So whenever the angel of death comes to you, you have already submitted to Allah. You are in a state of obedience. Now, you know some people, they say that if you say La ilaha illallah at the time of death, you'll be good. So you know what? I'll do whatever I want. I'll just make sure I say the kalima when I die. But La ilaha illallah does come out from a person's mouth just like that at the time of death. You know what comes out of the mouth of a person when they're dying, when they're close to death? What do they say? They say things that they said when they were healthy. They say things that were important to them when they were healthy. They talk about things that they kept themselves busy with all their life. You know, for example, there are people who at the time of their death, because death doesn't just always come suddenly. A person is sick, they're in a state of you know, intoxication almost, where they don't see the people around them, they cannot really communicate with them, they're not themselves. They're like conscious, unconscious, conscious, unconscious. So many times people will say things about, for example, you know, some people will say, oh, feed the guests. I know somebody who was close to their death and they were concerned about feeding the guests. Why? Because that is what they were worried about all their life. Alhamdulillah, this individual did say the kalima, did remember Allah, and that is also because they used to remember Allah when they were healthy. Have you ever seen people sleep talking? Has anybody ever said that you were talking in your sleep? What does a person talk about? Some people just talk gibberish, right? But other people, they actually say things. What kind of things? About the person who they have a crush on, their upcoming exam, some song that they're addicted to. Honestly, this is what comes out of their mouth. So don't think that you can do whatever you want all your life and then when the angel of death comes to you, all of a sudden you'll say, La ilaha illallah. It doesn't come like that. If you have said, La ilaha illallah, if you have lived La ilaha illallah in your life, then you'll be able to say that at the time of your death. But if your ears are constantly listening to music, for example, or songs, or nasheeds even, nasheeds even, then what will happen? Those are the words that will come out. Does it ever happen with you that something is just stuck in your head? Like a song is just stuck in your head? It is going on and on and on and on. And you're like, I wish I could turn that background music off. Why can you not turn it off? Because you listened to that song on repeat for like a good half an hour or a good one hour. You listened to it in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. So now, of course, even when you're not listening to it, it's going on in your head. So, فَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ What this means is, be a Muslim now. Don't wake till later. Just like if a person has a dream vacation, they don't just keep dreaming about it, they start saving for it. They start preparing for it. فَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Do not die except that you are in a state of Islam. So live like a Muslim so that you can die like a Muslim. أَمْ كُنْتُمْ شُهَدَاءَ أَمْ or كُنْتُمْ Were you all shuhada'a witnesses? Were you all present? إِذْ حَضَرَ يَعْقُوبَ الْمَوْتِ When death approached Yaqub alayhi salam 
were you alive? Were you present at that time when Yaqub was almost at the point of death and when he had a certain conversation with his children? Were you present over there? No, you weren't present over there. You see this word shuhada is the plural of shahid or shaheed. It has two singular forms. If the singular form is shahid, shahid means a person who is present, a witness. Right? From the root letters shin hadal. And shaheed, as you know, is a martyr. So here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that am kuntum shuhada'a id hadara yaqub al-maut. The word hadara is from hadadra. And hadara is to be present somewhere. And al-maut, death, when death is present, by a person, what does it mean? That that person is about to die. Now, we learned that the people of the book in Medina, they said to the Prophet ﷺ that we will remain as we are. We're not going to change. We're not going to believe in you. We're not going to follow another book. We're going to remain as we are because our father, Yaqub, advised us to remain as we are. He commanded us to remain Yahud. So this is why we're not going to believe you and follow you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refuted this false claim by saying that were you present when Yaqub was dying? Were you present there? No, you were not. What actually happened at that time? إِذْ قَالَ لِبَنِيهِ Yaqub السلام, said to his sons, and remember Yaqub had 12 sons, one of them was Yusuf So he asked them that مَا تَعْبُدُونَ مِنْ بَعْدِي what are you going to worship after me? Ta'buduna is from Ain Badal, Ibada, worship. So what are you going to worship after me? Meaning right now, when I am with you, I'm a Muslim, I worship Allah, and you as my children, yes, you're doing what I am doing, you're following me, but when I am gone, who are you going to worship? What is going to be your religion? What are you going to do after me? Qalu, they said, they replied, that na'budu, we are going to worship ilahaka, your God. The sons of Yaqub the twelve sons, and their children were the Bani Israel, remember? So these twelve sons, they said to their father that we are going to worship your God. Meaning we're going to worship the same one whom you worship. And who is that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're going to worship your God wa ilaha abaik. And we're going to worship the ilah, the God of Aba'ik, your fathers, your forefathers. Aba is the plural of the word Ab. Ab is father. And what is meant by your fathers is who? Prophet Ibrahim, alayhi salam. Ibrahim, it's mentioned over here. Your father is Ibrahim, wa Ismail, and Ismail, wa Ishaq, ilahan wahida. One God. Wa nahnu lahu muslimun. And we are to him, ones who surrender, ones who submit. So what the sons of Yaqub said to him was that they were going to worship Allah alone. They were going to submit to Allah alone. And the later generations, what did they say? That we were told by our forefathers to remain as we are, to remain Jews. But what does Allah say? That no, this is not what they told you to do, to keep that title. They told you to worship Allah alone. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is telling you the same thing, that you should worship Allah alone. Now if you think about it, Prophet Yaqub throughout his life, he told his children, worship only Allah. And even at the time of his death, his last parting advice is also about what? Worship Allah alone. 
This is how important Tawheed was to Yaqub alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Tilka ummatun qad khalat. Tilka ummah. That was an ummah. Ummah, a nation, a group of people. So, the son of Yaqub alayhi salam, Prophet Yaqub alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Ismail alayhi salam, all of these people, qad khalat. They're gone. Khalat is from the root letters khalam wow. We have done this word before also. Wa khalaw ila shayatinihim. When something is vacant, it becomes empty. And what is meant is when someone's gone. So they are a community of people who have now gone. They are no longer here. They're no longer in this world. They did what they did and now they're gone. Who are here now? You are. It's your turn to act. لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ لَهَا for it, meaning for that ummah, is مَا كَسَبَتْ, what it earned. كَسَبَتْ is from كَاف سِينْبَ. And كَسْب is your earning. Like for example, you work on the weekends, for instance, right in the evening. You come to class here and then you go to work. And then at the end of the month or at the end of two weeks or something, you get a paycheck. That money is your earning. For what? Why did they give you that money? Just randomly? Just randomly? They said, oh, you know what? We really like you, so here you go. No. You worked there. Right? You worked hard. And so for your work, they gave you money. So, laha ma kasabat. In this life also we work. So for our work, we will be paid. We will be rewarded. In the hereafter. Whatever we do here, that is what we're going to see in the hereafter. So, laha ma kasabat. These people, what they did in this world, they will get the reward for their efforts. Walakum ma kasabtum. And what will you get? You will get what you earn. You will get the reward for what you have done. In this life, what happens? What happens is, that you want something, you ask your dad, you ask your mom, and they get it for you. Did you go make money yourself? No, you didn't. Who paid for it? Your parents did. Even though you don't make a single dollar, your parents get you stuff with their money. Isn't it? So in this world, you can use your parents' money for a very long time. You can enjoy the fruit of their labor. You live in a good house because they worked for it. You leave in the morning with dirty dishes, with dirty clothes, with a mess, and you come back home and the dishes are gone and the clothes are clean. How did that happen? It just requires you to step out of the house and next time you come in, everything is in place? No, somebody did it, right? Your mom did it. Your dad did it. Whoever, somebody did it. In this life, you can enjoy the fruit of someone else's labor. But in the hereafter... You cannot piggyback off of somebody else's effort. You cannot get the reward of somebody else's work. If in the hereafter you want something, you gotta work for it now yourself. You know this one friend of mine, she had this really expensive bracelet and uh, she lost it. And she wanted another one, so she got it. So her friends were like, you know what, you're so spoiled. You get something so expensive, you lose it and now you have another one. And she said in her Urdu, those of you who know Urdu will enjoy it, and those who don't know, I will translate for you. She said, Mira Bhakti Skilye Kamata. 
Who does my dad earn for? Who does my dad earn for? I'm his daughter. He's making all this money for who? She said for me. So I use it. I enjoy it. In this life, sure, you can do that. Your dad's working, maybe in a different country, maybe in a different city. He's working all day, all evening. He's gone for weeks. And here you are enjoying private school, enjoying expensive clothes, enjoying good food. You can do that. But in the hereafter, the good deeds of your parents will not benefit you. You can't say, but my mom prayed. And she used to give a lot of sadaqah. And she was a very good woman. No. لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ وَلَكُمْ مَا كَسَبْتُمْ Your parents will get the reward of what they have done. And you will get the reward of what you do. And even in this world, we see that sometimes. Actually, in many places, we see that. Like, for example, you can't go to school, apply for like med school. You're not fulfilling any of the requirements. And you're like, oh, my dad's a doctor, so, you know, let me in. No, you're not going to be allowed in until and unless you bring certain credits. You bring a certain mark. So, لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ Yes, your dad may be very smart, your mom may be very smart, but that doesn't mean that you're smart. If you want to get into a program, you want to get a certain job, you got to work for it. لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ وَلَكُمْ مَا كَسَبْتُمْ وَلَا تُسْأَلُونَ And you will not be asked, عَمَّا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ About what they used to do. يَعْمَلُونَ is from عَيْن مِيمْلَامْ You will not be asked about the mistakes of other people or about the success of other people. You will be asked about your mistakes. You will be asked about your deeds, your work. So worry about yourself and stop bragging about your past, about your ancestors. You know, even as Muslims, we have this complex. You know, we're like, oh, you know what? The Muslim empire, best empire. And the Khulafa al-Rashidun, the best. And we're like, you know what? We had such great scientists and mathematicians and philosophers and so on and so forth. We're very proud of our history. Good, you're proud about it. Very good. But what's going on right now? What's going on right now? We are very proud of our history and we're doing nothing today. Lahana kasabat, they will get the reward for what they have done and you're going to get the reward of what you do. So what are you doing right now? In the Quran, in Surah Al-Najm, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَلَّيْسَ لِلْإِنسَانِ إِلَّا مَا سَعَ A person will not have except what he strives for. So what are you striving for? What are you working towards? What are you earning? What are you making? That is what you're going to get. And the Prophet ﷺ said, that مَنْ بَطَّعْ بِهِ عَمَلُهُ لَمْ يُسْرِعْ بِهِ نَسَبُهُ That a person who lags behind in doing good, meaning he doesn't do good work himself, then his noble lineage will not make him go ahead. Just because he's the son of so-and-so or the daughter of so-and-so or the grandchild of so-and-so does not mean that he will become successful. Because some people are very proud that, you know, they say things like, oh, we are from the descendants of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay, very good. But that doesn't mean that your success is guaranteed. Just because you're of a certain blood. You have to do something. 
The Jews and Christians, they said that you should be Hudan, or Nasara, plural of Nasrani. If you become Jewish or you become Christian, only then Tahtadu, you will obtain guidance. Tahtadu is from Hadalia. Even today, many times people will say, just believe in the Lord. Right? Just believe in the Lord. And what does that mean? Believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, whoever. And what will happen? You'll be successful. You're good. But really, is that it? All you need to be successful is just believe that someone is the Son of God and that He died for your sins that you're committing today after thousands of years? How? وَقَالُوا كُونُوا هُوذًا أَوْ نَصَارًا The Jews said you have to be Jewish if you want to be successful. The Christians said you got to be Christian if you want to be rightly guided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says قُلْ بَلْ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمٌ No, no, no. You don't become successful by becoming Jewish or by becoming Christian. Rather, it is by following the millah of Ibrahim, the creed of Ibrahim, the way of Ibrahim. You follow that, then you will be rightly guided. Because what was the way of Ibrahim salam? Of submitting to Allah alone. Worshipping Allah alone. So when you will surrender to Allah and you will worship Him alone, then you will be successful. Then you will be rightly guided. And Ibrahim salam was Hanifa. Hanif. Unswerving monotheist. What does it mean by this? Hanif is from the root letters Hanun Fa. And Hanafa, Hanafa, is to lean to one side. To lean to one side and remain firm on it. Like for example, you're going straight on a trail. You're biking on a trail. What happens as you're going in the middle, there's a big rock. So what are you going to do? You're going to go around it, right? Like some people might take that risk and go over it. Right? Good luck. But the point is that you're not going to stop because of that rock. Right? You're going to find a way around it. So this is Hanafa. You chose a certain trail. You chose a certain path. Alright? And now you become firm on it. So anything that comes on your way, what do you do? You just go around it. You ignore it. You don't follow it. You don't just stop your bike and like, wow, rock. No. You're going to keep going. This is Hanafa. So Hanif. Ibrahim was unswerving. Unswerving meaning did not budge. From Tawheed, he did not budge. He did not leave Tawheed. His father said, stop this Tawheed or else I'm going to kill you. Ibrahim did he give up? No. They built a huge fire for him. Threw him into the fire. Did he stop? No, he didn't. Whatever came in the way, he just kept going. Hanif. وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ and he was not of those who associate partners with Allah. Mushrikeen is a plural of mushrik. Who is mushrik? One who associates partners with Allah. Someone who worships someone along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, what do we learn from this ayah? That the religion of Prophet Ibrahim salam was the religion of Islam. Surrender to Allah. So what are we told here? That Success is not by adopting a title or associating yourself with a group. It is 
by your belief and your actions, your submission to Allah. In Surah Ali Imran, verse 67, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ يَهُودِيًّا وَلَا نَصْرَانِيًّا Ibrahim was not Jewish, he was not Christian. وَلَكِنْ كَانَ حَنِيفًا مُسْلِمًا He was a Hanif and Muslim. وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ 